This is Barkcast. You ain't nothing but a hound. On each episode of Barkcast, your questions will be answered by professional, senior trainer and owner of Canine Point Academy, Russell D. Russell. Hi Russell, how's your week been here at Canine Point Academy? It's been very good, thanks for asking mate. No worries. Right, we've had a email from Jennifer. Okay, dogs. Jennifer's just got a new dog. It Excellent. looks like it's a cross between a lab and a German Shepherd. Okay. Interesting. Um, and then that's asking, a lot of energy right there. <laughs> that's a lot of energy. Um, grooming. Oh right, okay. I believe she's talking about grooming and combing the dog. How often should she do it? Um, and what's the best way to go about it? Okay, very good oh, question actually. No, very good question. So the first thing in terms, everyone thinks that we we should you know wash our dogs twice a week. No, 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 no. Generally speaking, no. It does depend though on the type of coat that your dog has because there are different coat stars you've got uh silky and try, try and picture these sort of dogs in your head the, the silky flowing coats that you would often associate with say uh, an afghan hound or yorkshire terriers lots of you know, hold on i'm about to jump in here an afghan hound yeah. and a yorkshire terrier similar sort of silky coat really? though. yeah not obviously difference in size but in terms of their coat very long flowing very silky fair enough these sort of dogs need a lot of brushing a lot of brushing. A, because their hair can get very tangled and matted and knotted very quickly. So you want to use a nice soft comb just to be constantly combing through that particular fur on a really regular basis, a few gonna, times a week. I was going to just just quickly jump in there. I go to the um, the dog shop. What's it called? The dog shop. The dog shop. And they've got an array of combs, all sorts of different things. Yeah. Some metal ones that look like they're for getting nits out of the hair when, when I was 13 or 14. And some are big <laughs> ones. But you know what I mean? Yep. There, there's some really nasty looking things out there. And yep. some are really short, pimply ones. It would, and, and again, it's a we'll plethora go, of, are we going to go into this, are we? Yeah, basically. It just, it's just going to depend on the type of... On the type of coat you've got, if you've got a very, if you've got a large dog with a big, thick, uh, thick, long, silky coat, and you're trying to use one of those sort of rubber pimply mats, you're not going to get anything out of the dog. For that, you want to use some sort of comb to really get into to comb through that particular fur. If you're washing any of these particular dogs with that silky coat, you might be going sort of every every week or so just to keep it nice and clean, brush it through. For me, regardless of your dog's coat type. A, when you're washing them, you want to obviously dry them off. Not just with a towel, I would use a hairdryer. Whether it's your own hairdryer or a specific dog grooming one, a little bit more powerful. But you want to get them nice and dry. Particularly if you're living somewhere like we are that's very humid. And if you've got a dog like Jennifer does that's got two coats, they've got a base coat and the overcoat, those sort of dogs, you really want to make sure the undercoat is nice and dry. Otherwise, you can end up with hot spots and and, and So you wouldn't let them just dry naturally? Not necessarily, no. Okay. What about... Just um, particularly if you're living somewhere that's really humid. Okay, so Jennifer, we'll, we'll talk about Jennifer in a minute, but let's j- jump in on, on Jay's dog. So what about Maximus, whose boxer's got a very, very short coat? Yeah, so he's more of a smooth-coated dog. Right. Okay, dogs. So smooth coats, you've probably got the easiest to deal with. Uh, boxers, greyhounds, beagles, very short, very simple. Those are the sort of dogs, those gloves you can get with the little pimply gloves and pimply brushes. That's really all you need for those sort of dogs. Just getting the, and you can use that as a grooming slash um, petting, you know, a bit of emotional connection with your dog. Just give them a good rub down and away you go. And you'll see you get lots of fur out. They don't actually need a lot of, br- a lot of brushing, a lot of bathing. 
you could probably get away with bathing them you know every couple of months they're for every as long as you keep months for a smooth short-haired dog yeah as long as you're keeping them brushed fairly regularly would you use shampoo yep and going back to your silkies and also for things like your um your wire hair sort of wool type dogs like labradoodles um golden doodles all the cockapoos all the, the sort of mixes they've got that wiry sort of coat i would definitely use some shampoos but more sort of conditioning type of shampoos because that just keeps the hair the, the fur a little bit softer which when you are then going through with your rake brushes and your combs makes it a little bit easier just to to comb through and get things out the the brushing is really the key point and you just need to keep regular with that again with a, a smooth coated dog you could put that the, the glove on and get them a good brush down every i don't know once a week or once every two weeks You'll find at certain times of the year they will shed more. Uh, like again, for us now we're going to season change. A lot of the dogs will be shedding their fur a lot more. If you've got a dual-coated dog like uh, Jennifer does, having that lab uh, German Shepherd mix, was it? Right, yeah. yeah. Both of whom, both of those breeds have what we call a double coat. So she's going to need to get what we call a rake brush. Imagine a garden rake. Yep. To rake up your leaves, it's one of them, just obviously a little bit smaller. And that, it's just a little bit that allows the, the rake to get a bit deeper into the fur and really rake away and scrape away the undercoat. Can I just jump? You, you said a, a dual coat. Yeah, so they've got a base coat, not their, the, the fur that's um, like a lower level, deeper coat, which is quite thick, and then the outer coat, which is like the nice, soft, shiny bit that you see. Okay, so just, I'm a little bit, the, the undercoat and the overcoat, I guess I need to. It's just different types of fur for different okay. types of dogs. That's really all it is. But you can so, get the one the one comb would go through correct. both. Correct. But okay. for, for that sort of dog, you want to use something like a rake brush because it's, it goes that little bit deeper. If you're using just a normal soft brush, you'll be able to brush the, the top coat nice and easy, but you won't be able to get out the dead fur and, and hair and, and, and dust from the, un, the base coat. That does need to be raked out properly. And so brushing is more important than, than washing and cleaning. I would argue that because there's an obvious caveat. If I'm saying, yeah, I, for example, your dog is a nice, easy, uh, soft, smooth, short-haired dog. Yeah, you don't need to wash them very often. But hang on a minute. We've just been for a beach. and He's been rolling in God knows what. Yeah, I'm going to give the dog a bath. So it does depend on what the dog's been doing. Have we been for a, a long hike and they've got super muddy? They're soaking wet from the rain or they've been rolling in God knows what. Yeah, in those circumstances, I probably would give my dog a bath. For me personally, so Sassy, as you well know, is a dual-coated um, dog as well. So I give her a, a spa day once every four to six weeks. And we sort of really go to town, proper raking through the coat, uh, give her a little clip and a trim, the whole sort of shebang. Do you have a massage bed for her? I have a little massage bed for her. Do you have a, like a hole where she puts her snout down? No, I don't have that. but I will brilliant s- if you did, though. It would be brilliant if we did. But no, I will certainly give her the, the, the full treatment, that sort of, ah, sort of four to six weeks sort of thing. In between those times, depending on what she's done, if we've been for a swim or she's you know gone and gone rolling and stuff, yes, I will give her a quick bath to, to rinse it all off. Two things. First of all, when you do your spa day with Sassy, or if, if Jennifer's going to do a spa day, would you use some oil to put in the hair and like a you know to because sometimes I do as a finisher. It also it will also depend on the the dog themselves and their particular coats as to whether they need that. Coat, dog coats do have a lot of natural oils anyway. If you've got a dog, like a wire, wire-coated dog, they can be quite dry. So they, at least adding a little bit of extra oil can help with those sort of dogs. Um, like I think of like a Jack Russell or a Fox Terrier, sort of that wiry sort of look. Those sort of, you want to be careful with overbrushing those as well because you don't want to sort of strip out the fur. You want to strip the fur, but not completely. Wow. Yeah. Um, what sort of oil would you use? 
is coca- coconut oil okay or would uh, you co- have to get a specific dog oil? I would go down the route of going a specific dog oil, but a lot of them do use things like coconut. Uh, it's very non-reactive. It's fairly uh, bland. The other thing to bear in mind, there are certain smells like citronella that dogs don't particularly like. It's just one of those quirks. Whereas we will go out and find all these beautiful, wonderful blends of aromatic oils and think, oh, that smells fantastic. I want to lather my dog in that. So when my dog's in the house, it smells beautiful. Bearing in mind, the dog's sense of smell is insane, particularly compared to ours. So if your dog is smelling particularly lovely to you, you want to understand it's smelling particularly strong to your dog. And if it's a scent that they don't particularly like or care for, they're going to want to do whatever they can to mask or get rid of said smell, which means just going into the garden, rolling in something. And when you see dogs rolling in some sort of mess, either it's to it's just something that they really, really like and they just want to roll in it. There's a theory that rolling in things like dog poo is to mask their own scent for the, the prey that they're stalking. We can go into that another day. But just in terms of looking after the dog, I would go with something that's reasonably neutral rather than sort of high-powered scented. It is true, however, that once you wash your dog, and, and my dog will do this, Maximus, as soon as you take him out and we go for a walk after he's been washed... They'll go and roll around. First thing he wants to do is just go and roll in the sand, roll in the mud. He wants to roll in anything. A lot of times they'll do it on the floor as well. And it's, this is one of those things that without actually asking the dog, it's difficult to get the answer. My personal theory would, with this would be it's not so much that I've just hated that experience. I don't want to smell like this. Once they've been washed and they're sort of having a good shake and they'll run around. And if you don't dry them, you'll see them sort of rub themselves against things just to aid naturally dry themselves. That's how they deal with it. That's the genetic imprinting. This is how I get dry and clean. This is what I do in the same way, you know, rubbing against the wall or a tree or the ground brushes their coat for them. So it's more of a natural instinct versus I hate what you've just done to me. I want to undo it as fast as I can. Then again, rolling in sand is fun. Then again, rolling in sand is fun. Poo, not so much. No, and I remember in the UK, it was always foxes um, poo that dogs would go and roll in. And again, the theory being the uh, uh, prey drive kicking in, but in terms of if I roll in the the scent of my prey, they won't scent me coming. That would be the, the, the biological theory behind that. Maybe we'll get onto that. And we'll Correct. talk yeah, about yeah. scent and, and, and stuff and, and smells and, and camouflage. Another, another day, yeah. So coming back to Jennifer. Jennifer thank you. Yeah. With a dog like that, you want to be doing uh, a, a fair amount of brushing. Again, twice a week, just get your rake brush out and just kind of go through the coat. If you're finding when you're brushing your dog and not a lot is coming off, then stop the brushing. Don't just brush for half an hour endlessly just for the sake of it. If you're getting loads and loads of dog mat, of mats of fur out, if you're getting loads of sort of undercoat out, I'll just gently keep going. And then, again, a few and minutes. And do you brush everywhere and do you go with the, with the grain? Yeah, go in the direction of the coat as opposed to away from it. Okay, and then you go down their paws and all, you know. and Again, you'll find, obviously, that the, the, the body of the dog is where the, the bulk of the fur is around the neck, the, main, the body and the, the upper limbs, you know, particularly the back limbs. That's where the, the denser fur tends to be. Down the legs and the paws, obviously, it's usually very, very um, short fur. For those sort of areas, you might just want to use a glove or a mat. For some of like the wiry type dogs, like your terriers and what have you, what you can do either yourself or go to a grooming place. We've got one at Canine Point Academy, just so you know. You can clip those uh, particular ends. I'm very much against uh, shaving dogs, even in hot climates. Dogs need their fur to keep cool as well as keep hot. So do not shave your dog's fur. 
by all means, if you want to trim them in the same way that we would go for a haircut, very nice, by the way, Jay. Thank you. We would go for a haircut every now and again, but we're not shaving off completely. I, just I know wanna... some people do, but those said people are then not going to go out into the hot sunshine without sun cream or a hat. If you do that to your dog, you're removing said sunscreen, you're removing said hat. Do not shave your dogs. Thank you, Mura Salon and Spa, for the Jay the Shark and, haircut. And there we go. I thought I'd get that little <laughs> yeah, cheap plug go. in. Um, okay, so to summarize. To summarize, it's really going to depend on the the type of coat that your dog has, whether it's a nice silky one like an Afghan. Jennifer, with she's going to have a double-coated uh, dog with what she's got, the lab and the, the, the shepherd mix. Curly, wool-type dogs, your Labradoodles, Cockapoos, mixes like that. The wire coats like Jack Russell's, they're all different in terms of how often I really need to. The the silkies, again, a lot of regular grooming and brushing and bathing, all the way down to like yours, the smooth uh, coated boxer. You don't need to, to br- uh, sorry, don't need to wash them very often at all, to be honest with you. Again, unless they've gone and rolled in something, then by all means crack on. Dogs like your, your Labradoodle mixes, the curly hair, I would use a softer, more conditioning type of shampoo to keep the fur a little bit softer so it just makes it a little bit easier to brush through those curls. One other thing, if you've got mats in your dog's fur, and you might, you'll probably see this a lot with the stray dogs. They've got those clumps of fur always attached to them. Look like dreadlocks. Looks like dreadlocks. The, the easiest way to get those out is to cut them out. And they can be quite painful for the dogs. If you think about it, if you sort of twist the, the hairs on your leg, it can be... It feels like a pinch. Now, once the, f- the fur is all matted like that, it will continue to mat and pull. So that can be quite painful. You also want to be careful. Again, if you pinch the hair on your legs, you're pulling the skin up. And if you've got to cut it, you might cut the skin. So you do want to be very careful with cutting those out. But again, regular brushing, particularly with your longer haired uh, dogs, is going to help you prevent the matting in the first place. Particular points around the head, behind the ears, and the back end of the dog, that's tend to where you see a lot of these mats. Just gently brush through, get those knots out, get all the dead fur out, and you'll prevent any matting. If you do have mats, what I would do is very, very carefully go through them, either with some scissors, just try and very carefully pull them out apart, rather than just trying to cut it straight off. Unless you can see very clearly, I'm not cutting through skin, I'm just cutting through hair. And, and should you start brushing at a very early age so they get used to it? Very good point. I would start all of this at a very early age. Even if it's, and certainly if you've got a puppy, regardless of the type of coat that they've, they've got or going to have, obviously puppy fur is very different to adult fur. They'll, they'll go through their puppy fur stage, which is, if you, you know, they tend to be like a cotton, <laughs> a cotton wool at some point. So, but just getting them used to being handled, getting them used to being brushed, whether it's with one of those gloves, whether it's with a, a hairbrush or a comb or a rake brush, just very gently going through them, giving them lots of treats at the same time, handling their paws. I mean, we haven't even touched on, cutting nails we can maybe do that in another pod just getting them used to being handled and touched and groomed in lots of different ways making it really rewarding the hairdryer is also the biggie because dogs are never really conditioned to that and a lot of dogs are scared of things like the hoovers which make the same sound so again if i've got a younger dog i'll just get them used to having the hairdryer on all the time I and mean, not obviously <laughs> for hours on end but a couple of minutes here a couple of minutes there lots of treats make it really positive so when we do get through to, I've got to wash my dog and bath and brush them, or even if they want to come up to our spa and have them done here, they're totally used to the process by now. Thanks, Russ. Thanks, mate. See you next week. Cheers. Bye. Bye. If you're looking for professional training or somewhere to board your dog, either short or long term, then check out Canine Point Academy. 
That's caninepointacademy.com or go to Facebook and search Canine Point Academy.